What's up, everybody? This is Spiro. Welcome to Rational Rage. I've got a special guest here today. But before I introduce him, Rational Rage is available pretty much wherever you download your favorite podcast. If you want to support, Facebook page is Rational Rage. Pretty simple. If you're listening to this on YouTube, I'll have the links to this show and to wherever else. Um, so, yeah. So, go ahead. Support us on all platforms via your favorite podcast platform, via Facebook and via YouTube. Go ahead and look up Handsome Reaper TV. Uh, all the Rational Rage episodes are under Handsome Reaper TV. Subscribe to Handsome Reaper TV. Turn on notifications, like, and share the shit out of this. Ladies and gentlemen, a soldier and a Marine walk into a bar. Boom. Anyways, yeah, that was a corny intro. But ladies and gentlemen, riding with me today is indeed a Marine, Adalberto Garcia. Say what's up, brother. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in. Yes, sir. Indeed. Thank you, man. And and thank you for coming on, man. Uh, so how, how you been doing, man, throughout this COVID-19 shit, man? Well, I mean, financially, it really hasn't affected me at all because I'm, quote unquote, seen as the uh, as essential. So uh, pretty much, um, you know, um, San Francisco, the Bay Area, we were pretty much the first ones to get put on lockdown, a.k.a. modified martial law. And right. this happened around maybe a little bit, be, a little bit before St. Patty's Day, you know? So pretty much, you know, we still right. had a lot of these people that were coming into our job site and whatnot. You know, I'm a contracted security manager, you know, so um, the client pretty much, you know, they started seeing how all these restrictions started coming in place. So after that, pretty much a mandatory work from home was set in place and of course, you know, you slowly started to see how paranoia pretty much was starting to kick in. A lot of people were way more cautious with dealing with each other. You'd see people that would be like on the same sidewalk as you. As soon as they saw you, they're pretty much like, get off the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that brought back memories when I was a young, like a young knucklehead. So it brought back a lot of bad, funny memories. But you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I have an, um, a mother who's a, who's of the third age. She's going to be 71 um, in two days. So, you know, my oh, biggest wow, concern, man. of course, is her, you know. So it's like, you know, you pretty much got to watch yourself. You got to be more cautious. You know, you're like, hey, well, you know, I'm dealing with people that are pretty much like the new norm of wearing masks, gloves, just all that shit, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, listen, man, happy birthday, Happy early birthday to your mother. You know, I hope sure. she's not affected or impacted in any way by all this shit going on. Um, I got to ask you, though, man, are are you in the camp that believes that this is a hoax or that, you know, you know, bro, there's so many theories out there, bro. There's so many yeah. conspiracy theories. And let me tell you, man, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, but I don't completely write them off, man. I feel mm -hmm. that I feel that there's something there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so do you think that this COVID-19 shit even exists? Do you think it's just uh, a glorified flu? Do you think it's something that's man-made? Do you think it's something that's natural? So what well, do you think? Well, I mean, it's like if if you believe the, the uh, theorists out there, 
they pretty much said that this shit was created in the lab over here in the States in 2008 during the, the Obama administration. And pretty much that shit, you know, that shit was transported over there to fucking China. And you know how it is, it's like, you know, when it comes to, you know, I mean, you got to take everything with a grain of salt, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, we're both in our 40s, right? Yes, sir. You know, so, you know, so we've been through some shit. And I remember when I was growing up, you know, I had a friend of mine. He was a a Filipino dude. Um, he converted to Islam, joined the 5% nation. And, of course, he passed along this book called Behold the Pale Horse. I'm sure you like if you listen oh, to yeah. Conspiracy Horseman, you know, you've heard of him. I, you know? I, I actually own a, a copy of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you know how that goes. Plus, it's like, you know, it was, it was written by an ex-naval intelligence officer, William Cooper. You know, so he talks about silent weapons for quiet wars and all this other shit. So you start reading about this shit. And if you're really not on that level, you know, you're not going to understand it. And if you are, that you're going to get scared because of the evil shit that goes on. Right. You know, and both, you know, both you and I were part of the government. Yes, so, sir. You know, we know how that shit goes, man. Hearts and minds, hearts and minds. You know how that shit goes, yeah. man. You know, dude. So it's like, um, to me, it's like there's not, you know, the pretty much the media, whether it be TV, social, radio, podcast, whatever the fuck. You know, it's pretty much code of this, code of that, code of this, code of that, and even commercials. Same shit alone together. Boom, pretty much force feeding you that shit, shoving it down your throat and whatnot, you know? And of course, you know, like the Latino media is the worst ones because Latinos are extremely <laughs> gullible and fucking ignorant. You know what I mean? They see Telemundo, Univision, whatever. They're like, holy shit, you know, because they're easily manipulated. So they're like, hey, man, did you hear that? That's some fucking crazy ass Chino was eating a fucking bat and there's, you know, <laughs> boom, boom, all that shit starts to fly. I'm like, come on, man. And it's just, you know, it's some evil fuck that created that shit. You know, I mean, pretty much, dude, we know, we all know. When it, when it, when it's that flu, cold season, whatever the fuck, they're like, hey, if you're a person with a weak immune system, you got to be careful. Make sure you get your immune shot, because your, your flu vaccine, because you're susceptible to pneumonia and shit like that. So it's like, you know, no coincidence, it just started to kick around, you know, like during the wintertime, whatever. And like China was very sloppy because supposedly this shit you know, started to break out in November. Right. So so you do believe that that it originated there, but do you think that it was something that was made in a lab or did it come from a bat? Did it come from just fucking, you know, nature, man? You know what I'm saying? The earth kind of is kind of like fucking tired of us and shit, man. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's like, you know, when, um, you know, when they pretty much started, you know, the other uh, fear mongering campaign. And I think in the last, like, I think the last episode that I checked out from the Conspiracy Horseman, they were talking about how CBS got caught, you know, fucking around doing some stupid shit, you know? So it's like, um, you know, when they pretty much started telling everybody to stay the fuck home, you started to notice how clean the air was, you know? Um, over here in the Bay Area for two years in a row, we got hit with some nasty, toxic fires up north. That's right. a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy like on its own because they're trying to talk about the bullet train, whatever the towns that it was hitting because the people were against that shit. So the air was clean, like fucking LA. LA's dirty as fuck. Smoggy, dirty, whatever. Yep. We started seeing the Twin Towers and all that shit over there. And it's like, you know, when um, they started showing pictures of China, Wuhan, whatever the fuck, you know, it's the same thing, you know. So it's like the air is extremely clean, you know. But 
this, you know, like a lot of evil shit goes on at labs, man. I mean, fuck, you know, us being military dudes, we know how back in the days they experimented on GIs with LSD. Right. Fucking, you know, uh, the Nazis in World War II, they were giving meth to their, to their fucking soldiers so they could keep going and fighting that war. So it's like fucking Jack Nicholson, man, if you get mad. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Bro, you know? I I agree with you 100%, man. It's like everybody, you know what, man? It's like, I don't know what happened. Maybe I'm wrong. It could have gone back further. But I feel that, yeah. that this new age tribalism mentality started as soon as Trump announced he was going to run for office. Not so much yeah. when he first announced it, but... But when it seemed like, holy shit, this motherfucker's got a shot, a shot to at least get nominated to be the fucking front runner. And then yeah. when he did become the front runner, yo, it's like, it seems like all these conspiracy theories, uh, actually most of them, like flipped, man. They no longer were fucking believing in the men in black and lies and all this shit. Somehow they flipped on the people and got on the fucking government side. The people who used to fucking cry about that the government has too much power then started crying and calling for the government to have it, to have that power, you know? So, you know, what I'm saying is that now when you see all these people talking about, um, you know, the fucking COVID-19 and first of all, you know, they they blame Trump as if Trump fucking made this shit. All yeah. right. <laughs> so these same people, they're not subscribing to the same train of thought they used to. Yeah. Listen, bro, to be honest, man, I don't even know really what's true and what's not. I look at the fucking media. All I know is for certain is that at least 90% of the shit on the news is bullshit. Oh, yeah. Okay. So to be honest, man, I don't know. My theory is that something happened in China. It's a very populated country everybody is in each other's face you got people that sick there all the fucking time they're wearing masks all the fucking time um the government didn't do a good job in preparing or quarantining people were fucking traveling like crazy and it just spread i'm not saying it came here you know what and that's also another thing right man the media's trying to spin that shit that that shit didn't come here from from china it came here from from europe so two things, bro. Number one, okay, nobody's saying that Chinese gave us this shit on fucking purpose or that it came here directly from fucking China, okay? We're saying that this shit originated in a part of China and it spread out, okay? People travel. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody came over here, did a layover in fucking Europe or some shit, on the way here from there. I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? But the other thing is, immediately, motherfuckers always want to blame white people, man. I mean, white people <laughs> yeah. white, white people have done enough shit. And they continue to do enough shit. But you know what, man? I, I'm not going to fucking place, place blame on them for everything. I'm not going to fucking blame Trump for everything. I'm not. It's like, I just hate when motherfuckers generalize, man. Got these fucking people talking about, oh, the fucking Chinese. Bro, China's a huge fucking country. 
Okay. You can't say it's the fucking Chinese fault. It's maybe the fucking Chinese government's fault. You know what I'm saying, man? It's like, I don't know, dude. So what have you been doing, man, to keep sane throughout this whole thing, you know? Man, pretty much, dude, it's like, you know, um, it's pretty much a routine, you know, fucking, because my hours were cut. You know, I went from working 40, 44, uh, 44 hours a week to 32 because they wanted to give some hours to some of my teammates because a lot of them were pretty much missing hours. A lot of them are because my team is pretty much the biggest team. You know, so a lot of my teammates were pretty much laid off, you know, so that's pretty much fucked up. And it's like with tech companies in the Bay Area, you know, I don't know if it's the same in the East Coast or whatever, but it's pretty much monkey see, monkey do. It's like when one company started doing this, next thing you know, oh shit, fucking Google's doing this, boom, next thing you know, here's Twitter, Facebook, so on and so forth, you know? So, um, you know, it's just... It's just a, like we went through phases. Like first they were like, okay, we're gonna come back at the end of March. Right. So here's Governor. So here's fucking Governor Newsom. That cocksucker used to be the mayor of San Francisco. He's a piece of shit. Well, anyways, so this motherfucker's like, nah, you know what? I don't think you guys are ready. There's people still acting like idiots going to the beach, whatever. Fucking off. So fuck that. We're gonna extend it. So March became April. April is now fucking until like the end of fucking June 1st or 3rd. I don't know what the fuck, to be honest with you. And then, of course, you know, we get a pretty much a um, a an email from the head lawyer of the company that I provide a service to telling us that their employees are not going to come back until the 1st of September. And pretty much a lot of them have been given the authority, the um, um pretty much been told that if they choose to, they can continue working from home until the end of the year, you know? So it's like, yeah, a lot of these employees, you know, a lot of these employees are entitled pricks, but it's like, it's then, it's a normality, you know? So it's like, now you start to see things that are, that are getting somewhat back to normal. I know you guys haven't fucked the most because of what you said, overpopulation. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you get all that shit, you get a bunch of nasty shit, so boom, it goes from one spot to another, to another, to another, you know, but pretty much dude is just pretty just coming home, doing what I got to do, you know, go out for a quick run, just get my mind straight. I can't do jujitsu, can't do Muay Thai because the gym's closed. So it's pretty much just, you know, just trying to keep my mind active, trying to keep myself healthy because, yeah. I got you, brother. Let me tell you, man, you know, um, well, man, I haven't hit a gym in like approximately four to five years. <laughs> and the last time I punched the fucking bag or I kicked the bag was, yeah, about five or six years. But, um, you know, you know what, man, what do you think about the lockdown, man? Do you feel that it's unconstitutional? And if so, do you see it as sort of a necessary evil, like for our own good? Because some people, you know, are just fucking crazy knuckleheads and they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. They don't care. You know, they're going to be all up in each other's fucking face, coughing, sneezing, breathing. What do you think, man? You know, it is, man. As, um, you know, as a Marine, as a soldier, you know, you, you know, we, you know, we pretty much fight, die, bleed for the constitution of you know, the United States of America. So pretty much it's like when we you know when a country that brags about its freedoms and democracy and whatnot, then all of a sudden like what you've seen in 
I guess what you could say dictator style countries as far as like, hey, you know, some fucking asshole from the government telling you when to shit, when to eat, when to sleep, when to go out, when to do this, when to do that. You're like, the fuck is this, man? So it's like when you're a country that was built on rebellion, you know, how how the United States, you know, fucking guerrilla warfare tactics against the British, fucking those assholes up, getting that independence, being rebellious, and all of a sudden you have fucking Uncle Sam telling you, hey, motherfucker, you gotta, if you're gonna be out, you're gonna be out from X time to that time, and guess what, asshole, this fucking store is gonna close down at 8 o'clock at fucking night. You're like, what the fuck (laughs) is this? So, it's, you know, I'm not surprised that people are pretty much giving the government the middle finger because this government, you know, like I told you in that email that I sent you, has forgotten about its people. Right. Yeah, you know what? I, I totally agree with you, man. You know, it's like, you know, I think that as veterans, we're, we're very lucky because, you know, the government has forgotten us. But at the same time, man, you got all these independent organizations, some that have been started by veterans that are aimed to take care of us man they're like a resource for us you know i i don't think at least from my experience i've had a hard time finding these resources but dude you know what man there's so much shit there's so many benefits there's so many discounts there's so many perks man you can get from just serving but but yeah man getting back to the topic you know what man you know it it's funny because, yeah, the majority of the people who are doing the protesting and shit against the lockdown are pretty much right-wing patriots. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a ton of friends from the left wing, bro. Uh, they'll go on Facebook and they'll post, look at these fucking white supremacists breaking laws. They, you know, they're out there protesting with, with guns and shit. This, listen, first of all, nobody is breaking the fucking law. No. Okay, not not every fucking redneck motherfucker with an AR-15 is a fucking white supremacist. Again, it, it goes back to fucking generalizing. Yeah. Nobody likes it when you generalize black people, Hispanic people, Asians, yeah. whoever, right? I don't like doing it. But again, you know, these aren't people who are breaking the fucking law. But I do feel that it's a little bit premature because, listen, man, you got every right to be out there protesting. And in a lot of these states, a lot of these states where these protests are going down are open carry states. They got every right to be doing what they're doing. But it's like, I feel like it it, it comes down to fucking common sense, man. All right. Common fucking sense. You know, there's a lot of shit going on. This virus might not affect some of them, but some of these people got family at, at home who are elderly people. You, you know what I'm saying? They might bring that shit home. They might not feel any s- symptoms or they might. I know people who have had it who really didn't feel much more than like a few sniffles, but you know, they might take this shit home to like their their parent, a fucking grandparent or some shit. You know, man, to me, yeah. it, it's like I'm all about freedom, you know, man. I'm all about standing up for what's right, but you got to use common sense, you know? Oh, yeah. But anyways, brother, you know, man, fucking this shit, a lot of people are losing their fucking minds, you know, man. I'm sure you've been used to being yeah. in in the Marine Corps where you, you had to be on some kind of a lockdown or, you know, maybe you was on fucking 
deployment somewhere. You know, like me, bro, there was times, man, where, you know, I had to live out of a fucking Connex. And I don't know if people know what a Connex is, but it's like pretty much those big metal uh, uh, containers that you see yeah. on the ship, you know? Yeah. So I would have to be, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I would have to be stuck in one of those and have nothing but a fucking MREs, <laughs> water, no fucking Xbox, no PlayStation, no internet, uh, you know? So, so now that I'm locked down here, man, I got the Xbox, I got the internet, I got my Netflix. Dude, I'm fucking gold man you know to me this is like sort of a a fucking staycation bro yeah dude it's like you know um you know kind of like uh you know like fucking that when i was a marine starting off and it was fucking you know like the kind of like the early mid 90s you know what i mean and it, there wasn't no fucking internet whatever type of entertainment you had was pretty much some basic ass shit and it's like you know and you know one thing i tell people about the military Fucking, your pay rate is on your fucking rank. So if you're boot fucking private, you're not making shit. You know, so when yeah, that man. first and 15th hits, you're like, oh shit, let me see how much money I got. You're like, damn, I only got like $200 or some shit. So of course, when you're young and stupid, you're out on deployment, you have, you're, you're pretty much on base, living for free. Everything's free. So you're out there fucking off, you know, wasting your money. You're buying fucking 24, 30, 30 packs of cheap ass fucking beer you're getting drunk acting fucking belligerent and i remember you know like the whole lockdown thing you know this was when i was going to school you know i was going to fucking soi school of infantry over there in camp pendleton so um they pretty much put us on an on-base libo you know so libo for all those don't know is liberty so pretty much like a like a pretty much like a free pass you know so uh, they're like hey you know you guys are restricted to on-base libo you can't do this you can't do that we're like fuck this guy. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. So we went <laughs> off base to like the nearest town. We were right there. Camp Pendleton is in between San Clemente and Oceanside. Oceanside is a fucking dump. Anyway, so we went to Oceanside. We were right there. <laughs> you know, we were right there. We went to this one taqueria spot. We were right there waiting in line, whatever. So my buddies are sitting somewhere in the rear and I'm like getting ready to order my food. I, I felt somebody behind me. I was like, I know there's somebody oh, behind me. Shit. So I look back and it's this one corporal. He's like, hey, Garcia, what the fuck are we doing here? I'm like, I don't know, corporal. He's like, weren't you motherfuckers restricted to on-base limo? He's like, hey, man, he's like, they get your grub and get the fuck back to base. He was like, remember when you get there on Monday, you got to show integrity. It's one of those things that they drill into us as fucking going through boot camp in the court. So he's like, remember, you got to tell the company first sergeant what you did. I was like, fuck. And that motherfucker was um, Force Recon, Marine Corps Special Forces. So this motherfucker was hardcore. He was in, I think he might have been in Beirut when all that crazy shit went down. There was a picture oh, of this motherfucker. He's a tall mother. He was like 6'10", I think on Time Magazine. So next thing you know, fucking the three of us that got caught, we go in there. We had, you know, we're at fucking, you know, we're at the position of attention. Stiff as fuck. So, you know, he, you know, he started speaking very softly. And then he starts yelling, just ripping us. He's like, I should throw you motherfuckers in the brig, blah, blah, blah. The brig is military prison, naval terminology, for those who don't know. He's like, oh, I would throw you motherfuckers in the brig. He's like, but instead, he was like, you motherfuckers are going to get NJP, non-judicial punishment. So pretty much he, he docked us like two weeks pay, which was pretty fucked up because we weren't getting shit. Yeah, bro. 
So, you know, that was one of the more like, you know how it is, like the military, you deal with different kinds of characters, man. And it's like, you know, I know for you guys, you guys have all kinds of bases throughout the country and the world. I don't know where your boot camp takes place, but as far as the Marine Corps, if you're west of the Mississippi, you, you go to Pendleton, like over here in Southern California. You're east of the Mississippi, you go to Le- or you go to Paris Island over in South Carolina. You know, so you meet every dude. You meet, I mean, I was meeting black dudes from the fucking bumpkin ass shitholes of Mississippi that never met a Latino in their life. So they see hey, yep. like, the fuck is this dude talking? He's speaking some weird ass shit. Oh shit. You know, but yeah, yep. dude, you know, so hey, you know, but you know, but you know, what stories do you have, man? Well, shit, bro. You know what, man? I, I actually, you know, man, it's, it seems like the Army has a basic training post in almost every state. I know it's not true, but it, it just feels that way. You know, man, I actually <laughs> went to basic training in Fort Jackson. Um, and yeah, bro, the same shit. You know, man, you meet people from all over, man. You know, man, you, you meet people, you meet white kids that never seen a black kid you meet the same thing black kids that haven't seen a fucking spanish dude you you know so forth and so forth so the main thing there was you know man when i enlisted i had already done like about four years in the national guard in puerto rico man i, I was kicking indoors man i was doing that whole joint task force shit man with the mm-hmm. uh, cops and shit so i said you know what man I got my uh, firstborn on the way, blah, blah, blah. So I said, I got to make money. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go active. So anyways, I enlisted from there. Uh, I went to Fort Jackson, right? So, you know, there was a lot of kids there, Spanish kids that didn't speak English from Puerto Rico, Cali, Arizona, you know. So I spoke Spanish, you know. So I, I would speak to these guys and, and um translate now technically you know nobody that can't speak english should be entering basic training and the military does a good job about that sending them to school to learn something but you know some kids they either skipped it somehow or they just went to the school didn't learn shit they just learned yes sir yes sir so you know what man again this goes back to the white kids who haven't seen a black dude ever or or of course if you speak spanish you're automatically mexican right <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so i'm translating you know and after it's all done and shit this guy redneck nice guy not racist and shit but he came god damn man antonopolis that's my last name man you know but it was long that everybody there called me either a or alphabet so he's like <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah. So he was like, I didn't know you could speak the, the Mexican. I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Mexican, man. And you speak it so well. I'm like, what, what are you talking about, man? I'm fucking speaking Spanish. What? Nah, bro. I'm like, bro, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, which I am half, um, Ecuadorians, Colombians, Dominicans, etc. Okay speak spanish all right i'm not gonna get into the whole history and the <laughs> the reason why we all speak spanish but you know again i'm like wait a minute you you came here from where puerto rico where is that 
Yo, bro, <laughs> these people couldn't tell you where Puerto Rico is on a map. So, you know, man, it's like the military, man. You find people from all walks of life. And some of these people are fucking clueless. Are clueless <laughs> to the world outside of their neighborhoods, their fucking towns and shit, bro. It's, it's sad, but... You know, it's fucking wild, man. That shit just blew my mind. You know, <laughs> I, I was like, you never heard or seen a Puerto Rican or, you you know, anyways, man. So, but, you know, man, that was fun, man. It was a, a tough time. It was cool, you know. Like, fuck, I remember when I enlisted my recruiter, fucking Stat Sergeant Dumaslan. I hope he's doing good as Filipino, dude. He was like, hey, man, so well, what do you want to do when you join the Marines? I was like, you know what, man? I want to blow shit up, man. I want to shoot shit. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, really? He was like, fuck. He was like, well he, well, he didn't say fuck. He was like, oh, well, I got the perfect job for you. And I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, it's um, 0351. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, that's, um, that's your MOS, Military Occupational Specialty. I was like, I was like, I'm still lost. You know, because I didn't do that whole pooly shit that they have in the Marine Corps before you fucking get up, before you go to books. I had to work. I was like, I'm still lost. He was like, he starts laughing. He's like, he was like, pretty much your anti-tank and demolitions. I was like, oh shit, that sounds pretty fucking cool. He was like, yeah, man, you know, you're going to blow up tanks, fucking C4, dead core, T, fucking TNT, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, so you ready to ship out? I was like, fuck. I was, I was like, I, mean, I got to talk to my mom because she had to sign off on the age waiver. I was like, hey, mom. She's like, well, you know, you're not really doing shit. So, yeah, it's time for you to go. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. So I went, and of course, when you're going through basic, the DIs, drill instructors, I know I know people call every drill instructor drill sergeant. I mean, that's the Army. Right. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. you know, like, yeah. these drill They DIs also, though, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Those... All of our DIs were fucking Latino. All, <laughs> All these motherfuckers, man. You had three motherfuckers from Texas, two of them were Puerto Rican, one Mexican dude, and we had a, a fucking Guatemalteco, you know? So these dudes yeah. are the Latinos, the Latino recruits, they used to fuck us without fuck. They used to shit on us every fucking day, man. That shit was... It was no joke. And I remember, like, fucking when we went through the whole process, when we got to fucking San Diego Airport, the USO, we had to wait to have a platoon size, pretty much um, whatever um, company. There we go. So just a bunch of all these knuckleheads with fucked up haircuts or whatever. I already had a bald head, so I wasn't worried. So me and this other guy, Wakefield, this dude, he was from San Jose, right here in the Bay Area biggest city in, in the fucking bay so anyways so we were giving everybody shit so we sat in the so we sat in the in the front of the bluebird which is a white bus this thing goes around and what we start off is mcrd san diego right there near the airport so we go there it's dark as fuck we pull up next thing you know we're like what the fuck is going on so this fucking di gets in he starts doing the whole knife hand get the fuck all I want to yeah. hear from your fucking the famous life, yes, man. Yeah. You know, the knife All I want to hear from you is yes, sir, no, sir. Like, I, sir, yes, sir, no, sir. So we get off. And when we go through the whole thing, there's these two yellow footprints for the Marines. So we stand there. 
there's the NJP, the UCMJ, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, all this shit. If you fuck up, this is what's going to happen. You go through the whole shit. Man, dude, I haven't fucking worn Skivy George in a long time. So I went from boxers to that shit. We went through this whole fucking process, man. The fucking barbers were some asshole Italian dudes from New York. These motherfuckers, man, like, set your fucking ass down. I'm like, damn, these guys are shitting on us, too. So they were pretty much taking those clippers. They seemed like, ah, get the fuck out. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going. So the receiving drill instructors, man, we had this one Vietnamese guy. This motherfucker had a thick accent. Thick as fuck. No one understood what the fuck he was saying, so, of course, he would get more mad. So before that, he was like, so they're like, okay, like, who of you has had fucking epileptic seizures, all this other shit? So a couple of hands go up. They're like, okay, that you motherfucker step to the side. They're like, like for the rest of you, you're good. Like, you said, uh, I think you said you limp dicks or some fucked up shit to these sick dudes. It's like, you motherfuckers do not belong in my beloved Marine Corps. You're getting the fuck out. It was just like that. Damn. Yo, but, but these are dudes that actually went through fucking maps and shit yeah now i'm surprised because i'm like you know how do these guys make it because you're supposed to disclose and unless these dudes got scared and started making shit up probably man yeah but still man it's like you would think you know man they the they invest so much money in sending us there training us it's like you know come on man you know man save some money and shit you know man cut these guys out of fucking maps and shit (laughs) yeah right Anyway, it's yeah. fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, so, you know, so those guys, so so those guys left then, right? Yeah, we never saw those guys again. And here comes the Vietnamese drill instructor. And you know, there's a couple of fat dudes. You know, a couple of guys around. She's like, "Y'all fat, y'all fat, y'all fat." So I'm like, well, "Okay, what's going to go on with these guys?" So of course, we we didn't, we haven't earned the right to wear our name tags or the nameplate that says U.S. Marines. So he's pretty much giving this paper bullshit. That's so the, awesome, so the So the fat bodies had two had, had a stripe underneath their name. So these fat guys are pretty much given a ration of just of fucking salad, steamed rice, and water. That's it. If you fucked up, your ass was going to hit the pit. That was that. And then we had like these two double rats. These motherfuckers were severely under... Double rats, double ration, for those that don't know. These guys were severely underweight. That is one tall fuck from Texas. And <laughs> and so I don't know, dude. It's just like boot camp was just the stupid ass mind games they would play. Then they were like, then they were then, then the drone instructors found out from from the whole company that I was from San Francisco. San Francisco already has a reputation as is. Oh man! So like, so he was one drone instructor. He was, um, I think he might have been Portuguese. Last name was Teixeira, some shit like that. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, hey, Garcia. I heard you're a fudge packer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, shit. Uh, uh, you know, and of course, you speak as yourself. The third person, oh, this recruit does not know what drill instructor such and such is talking about. Well, shit, you heard you like to suck cock. <laughs> you like suck the golf ball out of a hose. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, you know, people always ask me about, like, you know, about the military life, you know. And I always tell them, it's like, it's, it's not for everybody, you know, because no, you you have to be mentally tough to be part of the military. I don't know if it's the same thing with the soft ass chair force because those motherfuckers live a good life. 
<laughs> Damn, know? man. Right? <laughs> Bro, I'll tell you this, man. You know, definitely that. You know, man. Um, if you're going to go in, you either go in with thick skin or you develop it. Because if if yeah. if you don't, bro, oh, dude, they're going to eat you up alive, yeah. bro. They're going to cannibalize you, man. It's like, bro, the first drill sergeant or drill, um, drill instructor that, that I saw as soon as I got off the bus was this motherfucker. You know, of course, you're always greeted with the fucking knife hand. And this dude is up in everybody's face. And my boy starts laughing. I'm like, what, man, what? So the dude's like, what's funny? What the fuck is so funny? And he gets in my face. And this dude's got like like the biggest fucking watermelon head. A fucking jawline <laughs> and a chin that'll knock you out. And then, bro, I look at his name tape. Bro, his name tape read head. So he was drill sergeant head. And I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit, bro. Holy fuck. But I remember seeing people, they're not used to somebody being up in their face yelling at them. And they're not used to somebody putting pressure on them and shit. And, you know, you got people passing out left and right from the fear, bro. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is going on here? I remember this one dude. The fucking drill sergeant was up in his face yelling, motherfucker, goddamn, rah, rah, rah. He's just like, like fucking solid dude there, like fucking frozen. And the fucking guy stops talking. And like, he lets a couple of seconds pass. And the dude is like still there, like stiff as fuck. And he goes, boo, this motherfucker's eyes just rolled up and he passed the fuck out. <laughs> yo, yo, and this is to fucking show people, man. This is for the people who who think they got an asshole boss. This drill sergeant said, get this piece of shit out of my fucking way. Get him under that goddamn tree in some fucking shade, this pussy motherfucker. I'll tell you this. No matter what they did to us or what they put us through, man, at the end of the day, bro, they were preparing you for for fucking war bro yeah okay? exactly man they were preparing exactly. you for the fucking stresses of fucking combat you know yeah. and, and um not only that but i'll tell you this man when i came out i did 13 years and fucking change total when i came out life was a fucking joke to me man i'll tell you now bro the shit that fucking stresses me is seeing other people stress I don't yeah. give a fuck what's going on around me, bro. But when I see other people bitching and complaining and fucking crying about their day and this and that, dude, it's like I, I literally feel like I want to shoot myself, bro. <laughs> like, like that's what the military did to me. It, it so desensitized me to like 99.9% yeah. .9 of the shit going on in the damn world that I lose my shit. I, I I like live in this quiet, miserable state when I see somebody having a fucking meltdown because I don't know, maybe a fucking hair is fucking sticking up or some <laughs> shit. Dude, I, I can't, man. You know. Oh my god, man. it's it's um, you know, you know, like it, it is true, man. It's like the, you know, like the military. 
like the military does make you into somewhat of a fucking dick, you know, because you just it's like stupid <laughs> shit like that doesn't phase you, you know, and it's like you pretty much you're you're very outspoken. The stupid shit doesn't really get to you. It's just the the dumb sh- the dumb whiny shit that really gets to you, you know. And I remember fucking um um fuck dude uh yeah fucking matter of fact this was when you know when I was pretty much getting done because I did four years active and four and a half of a fucking um active reserve because it was because I was just gonna let that inactive thing right out. I was like man I might as well just finish the shit out whatever. And when I went from active to the reserves. As is the Marine Corps, do we get a lot of hand-me-down shit? You know, because the fucking Navy <laughs> keeps all that good shit, you know? So, you course, know, bro. so Marine Corps, we're a bunch of bitter motherfuckers, man. We're bitter as fuck. But anyways, so, you know, so I joined It the serves reserves. you well, though, man. It you know, serves you well, like, though. You know, and when I joined the reserves, I'm like, man, this is something completely fucking different, you know? And, of course, when, you know, when I was pretty much getting done with my reserve duty is when 9-11 happened. We all remember that shit, you know? Of course. And I remember, like, you know, this was fucking... Because during that time, uh, San Francisco was kind of warm, you know? So I kind of, like, I kind of slept in. Sleeping in for me is, like, fucking sleeping past 6.30. That's sleeping in for me, you know? Because I'm used to waking up early. So I remember, you know, I get a call. This was, like, out of cell phones. This was still landlines and shit. See, the caller ID says U.S. government. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I started, like... Man, something was really going on. I was like, this is the weekend that I miss drill. What's you know what's going on? So I'm like, hey, let me pick up this phone. I'm like, hey, Sergeant Garcia. I'm like, yeah, it's me. I'm like, hello? Oh, he starts going on. What the fuck? He's like, you know what the fuck's going on? I was like, I don't know. I just woke up. Well, wake the fuck up and turn the TV. I'm like, boom. <laughs> I'm like fumbling my control. I turn it on. And I always had it on ESPN. I'm like, I'm like, yo, is this a fucking movie? I'm like, the fuck is this? I see the Twin Towers up in flames. And I'm like, the fuck yeah. is this? He's like, are you watching? And I was like, yeah. He was like, so? And I saw like the bottom, like the uh, the ticker. It said America under attack. I'm like, he's like, yeah, hey, you see that? He's like, that get your shit, it's time to go. So yeah. all of us, there was some dudes that got recalled. We went back, we checked into our reserve station. We're fucking doing a second will. We're going to leave this to that to whatever. And pretty much, you know, if you're infantry, you got to go. Sound be out there in the front line. Sometimes, you know, kind of like a cool segue to the video game thingy. It's not as exciting as they make it seem in video games because you do get a lot of downtime. <laughs> you know, so you're out <clears> there like, pretty much in the fucking trenches. Or why they call it a ranger grave or a grunt grave, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's pretty much six by six, you know. So you're pretty much ready to go just in case you get popped and there you go. But dude, it was it was surreal because people were like asking me, because I work with a lot of younger people who are very sensitive. And they're like, hey Garcia, you're an old dude. (laughs) And I started laughing. I was like, Yeah, what's up? It's like, how was it when 9-11 happened? I was like, it's nothing like how we see it now, because, like, when 9-11 happened, San Francisco was a fucking ghost town. Nothing was going on. No public transportation. And I remember, like, when I was going to, like, when I was going to go to check in again at my reserve station, had this piece of shit car that broke down in the freeway. So I missed this piece of shit. So luckily, the tow truck driver saw me 
decked out in uniform because we can't wear camouflage out in public. We cannot do that. But I had to report like that. So, so he saw me he's like, hey, no worries, man. I'll take care of this shit free of charge. Cool, whatever. So I, had, I was like, well, fuck, how am I going to get to my reserve station? So I hopped on the, um, like, I think it's what, like, subway that you guys have there, like, over here, we, uh, we call it Bar Bay Area Rapid Transit. Right. So I hopped on that shit. This was during the hype. Every fucking person in that train was scared out of their fucking mind because they saw a Marine in camouflage inside public transportation during this whole shit. And they're wondering, like, fuck, there's some kind of terrorist attack going on that we don't know of. So they're looking at me, and I'm just like, you know, stone faced because that's what we have to be. And I'm like, man, these fucking people, I feel sorry for them because they're fucking scared. This one lady, she's like, hey, sir, is, is everything okay? I'm like, yes, ma'am, everything's good. No need to worry. Are you sure? Why are you on the, <laughs> why are you on the train? I'm like, ah. My car got fucked up, so this is my, this is my only resort. So I kind of, you know, set them at ease, but they were still spooked, you know. But, yeah, dude, when that happened, especially you guys over there, you guys were affected by that again. Because I know, like, fucking the World Trade was bombed, like, in 97. And then to go through right. this again, some fucked up shit. <clears throat> you know what, man? In 97, man, I was actually in... I was in Germany, but when 9-11 hit, man, it was similar to your story. I was actually on leave. I was sleeping. I had a unit phone, so that phone rang. I wake up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what's going on? You know, I'm fucking thinking, yo, why are these guys calling me and shit, you know? So I got the fucking dude on the line like, hey, man, yo, uh turn on the TV, we got attacked. I'm like, what? So so I fucking ran to my special closet. I start grabbing a fucking sh shotgun and shit. I fucking, the, the uh, fucking pistol and shit. And the dude's like, no, no, man, you know, turn on the TV, the fucking Twin Towers got hit, you know? Fucking, I'm like, oh, fuck. And dude, I felt this like feeling in my heart, man. So I got dressed, man. I go in, we went straight to the fucking range. We started zeroing our fucking weapons. We started going through the drills, fucking, you know. So that happened. 9-11 happened, you know. And it just seems like we just, since then, stayed in fucking constant war and shit. Yeah. You you were talking about about games and shit, you know. We both game, you know. There's there's this misconception that fucking um, veterans don't, don't game. Well, shit, dude. Bro, there's been deployments where nothing was going on, and gaming got me through that shit, bro. I'm telling you, yeah. man. You know, and um, I'm bringing this up because it's like, you know, there's a lot of fucking gamers out there. And let me tell you, man, I fucking love games. I love a good military shooter the same way I love a good military film, you know, but... yeah. A lot of people need to keep this shit in mind. And I've had some experiences, bro. That shit is not at all like it is in real life. You know, <laughs> when I hear a developer talking about, oh, that we're trying to bring you this immersive feeling of realism, dude, I fucking cringe. All right? <laughs> then you got these fucking chairborn rangers that want to talk about, you know, that 
they play Call of Duty, and all of a sudden they're an expert on marksmanship and <laughs> on the, the weapon systems and that. And uh-huh. yo, dude, I fucking had dudes tell me, yo, man, I think that I would do good in war, you know, because of fucking Call of Duty and shit. <laughs> you know, you you ever had a fucking experience like that where somebody plays Call of Duty or some shit and they that they come talking to you like they know something about war and shit, about combat? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's like when people play a fucking game like Call of Duty, like Battlefield, like Ghost Recon, like one of these shoot 'em up games or whatever they automatically think that, like, oh, shit, you know, I'm going through, like, real war experience or whatever. Then you got these fucking posers that want to get online and they want to fucking, like, say, oh, yeah, man, I served in such and such. And I was like, okay, what's your MOS? They're like, excuse me? Like, if you are a veteran, that should be, like, second, you know, that's, that's, like, fucking second language right there. Like, when you start throwing out, like, military verbiage and shit, these motherfuckers should know that. So when they start talking about PTSD, I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. Oh, you man. PTSD, motherfucker, like, in the actual battlefield, if your ass gets a nice fucking shot from an enemy that can't shoot for shit, and this motherfucker's lucky when he's spraying and praying and that shit hits you and you fucking die, guess what, motherfucker, you're dead. You're not coming back. There's no re-up. There's no this. You're not going to grab some fucking needle and boom, get yourself an extra shot of adrenaline. You're not going to do all this other shit. Like, yeah. You're not going to fucking, like, boom, fucking set your sights down range and headshot, 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 whatever. To me, it's like when I play these games, I mean, they're cool. They're funny. You know, like, if you've been through shit, if you've trained, constantly trained, 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 then you pretty much know how to, like, you know, strategize or whatever. Like me, like, my primary MOS was anti-tanking demolitions 0351. I was actually a good shot for a dude coming out of the city. So I was like, eh, whatever. So my secondary MOS was 0317, just scout sniper. You know, people, they see these movies, like um, American Sniper. Here's the issue I have with this shit, man. How the fuck is this guy, Mr. Navy SEAL, those motherfuckers, those Hollywood motherfuckers, gets on the sat phone, this motherfucker's on the sat phone, telling his fucking wife exactly what he's going to do, Wait, I'm like, oh, this is some Hollywood. This no, way, that wait, shit wait, would never wait, happen. Yo, you know what, man? We gotta talk about that. We have to talk <laughs> about that. Save, save that. But I want to touch first, quick about these these uh, games, man. You know, uh, um, but it's it's like it's like a double sided coin because if you're somebody who's actually initiated and you've gone through a combat, and even if you haven't gone through a combat but you served in some kind of a combat unit or some shit and you did a, a lot of training, it's like, yo, man, these games are going to piss you the fuck off because it's like it doesn't really come down to your personal marksman skills or what nah. tactics you fucking know, know. You know what I'm saying? It, it comes down to the fucking game, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The mechanics, you know, how fast you're fucking... Uh, whether you you use a controller or fucking mouse, what fucking internet <laughs> connection you have, and all that, you know what I'm saying? So, it, so we're here thinking on one side. You know, it's it's not it's not that we're thinking, but when we get thrust into a fucking game, a part of us 
kind of like feels like we're, you know, I don't want to say back in the shit because it's nothing like it, but it's like yeah. you get this sense, you know, this this heightened sense of fucking of awareness and shit. Yeah. And when you get taken out within like two seconds, bro, you, you start <laughs> cursing the fuck because you're fucking talking about that's bullshit. This, this, this ain't even the real fucking recoil on fucking this gun. And there's no way that dude can move left and right while, while shooting on fully automatic. And there's yeah. no, <laughs> and then it hits you. Yo, you're playing a video game, motherfucker. Yeah. You're not in fucking <laughs> combat here, man. Yeah. Because you ain't got time to analyze that, that damn ah. shit. Fucking real life, you know? So it's it, like it's, when, uh, yeah. The, 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 um, uh, dude, it's like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like, and you're right though, man. It's like sometimes you're, you know, you're really into the game, whatever you're doing, your shit, and then just like either the control starts fucking up, like you're like you're you're going one way, the the player, the whatever, the character you're controlling goes another. You're trying to sprint, this motherfucker's jogging, you got fucking mortars going down on you, fucking boom, boom, shot here, shot there, whatever. So of course, you fucking catch one. You're like, oh, you're dead. You're like, fuck this fucking shit. You start cussing. You want to grab your control, probably try to break it, throw it, whatever. And yeah, dude, you know, I, you know, it's, you know, but it's like, no, you know, I told people it's like a majority of time, especially when you're a fucking grunt, you have a lot of downtime. And I remember when we used to train, 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 and we would be out there in the fucking shit, you know, and nothing would happen. You were like, you know, but, you know, like, I remember when I first, like, when I, it's pretty much a process of Marine, of Marine, you go from recruit to student, then you become full-fledged, whatever. And I remember when I fucking finally, I finished school or whatever, and um, uh, I think it was a relative or a friend. They're like, hey, so what do you do, man? I was like, well, you know, I, I trained for war. They're like, they looked at me like, um, what does that mean? I'm like, uh, man, let me break it down Barney style. That's what the simple-minded motherfuckers. And I was like, well, pretty much I trained to kill. And they just gave me this look. And I'm like, that's that's the job of a grunt. They that's yeah. that's what they teach you how to do, man. So it's like when when you when you really when you go into the into the military with expectations and they're not met. And then you play these games. I remember the first like like kind of military shoot 'em up game that I played was Call of Duty World War II. Went you know, the whole fucking island campaign. So it was just a bunch of stupid ass grunts. Had our barracks. We had those fucking old ass no high definition shit. Right? They're just playing, getting mad. We're like, fuck. And, they, and we were all thinking like, hey, you think it's just how it's gonna be when we're out there? We're like, hell no, it's not gonna be like that. And and it wasn't, but it's you know I mean sometimes it's an escape, you know? It is. Oh dude, it's a big escape matter of fact man um i fucking read up somewhere that they've been i want to say prescribing but they've been su suggesting gaming to some vets man to help mm -hmm. help them and shit with the ptsd and other stuff um but that's something that i need to to read up on some more but uh, you know man there's just so much shit that i catch in games shit that i shouldn't be paying attention to man are you like me? Do you fucking analyze every gun in these games and 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 you equip this loadout according to what you know 
to what you've had in real life and you go out there and you're like what the fuck is this shit why the fuck is this gun shooting better than this one and what the fuck why are, are these sites like this and why is the fucking record you know man and two things man two things you know you forget it's just a fucking game you know mm -hmm. and number two you know you might have had something that you tricked out with fucking special trigger special uh gas tubes and shit you know man it, it, there's a lot of shit man that you get mad about in fucking games that you don't think about you know yo it's just a fucking game but <laughs> on the flip side you got some fucking dudes man in the military that only go to the range to qualify once a year mm -hmm. you know people that never served in a combat unit or some shit you know And they talk shit, bro. You know, man, there's some fucking posers in the military. Like, I remember, man, yeah. I was in this class. I was using my fucking uh, GI Bill, right? And in the class, it, it, it was a, a bunch of uh, soldiers, Marines, sailors. I don't think there was anybody from the Air Force there. And there were a couple of civilians, too, you know. But then this young dude came in, probably don't know sh shit about shit. You know, and everybody's trying to get to know each other. You know, everybody's going around shaking hands, talking about their service branch and all that shit. And and this dude, you know, he he was adamant on talking about Call of Duty and shit. And everybody's staring at him like, what the fuck, man? All right. I mean, yeah, it's cool and shit. But anyways, the civilians there, they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, yo, man, you must be good at that shit, man. And this dude's like. Bro, there's no way with my gun skills, he fucking says, with my gun skills, there's no way that I'm going to lose in a gun game. Now, you know, this motherfucker's never been in combat, probably never shot his shit unless he went to fucking qualify yearly. And if he was in the National Guard, the Nasty Guard, as we call them affectionately, somebody probably went and wrote in, you know, a passing mark and sent that shit up, you know? And I held my, my fucking tongue, but bro, then he started talking about some shit and he started throwing out terminology that he had no idea what it was. And, and this was a motherfucker that you can tell. He never lost a friend, a brother, a comrade, you know, who's never had to deal with fucking actual combat stress. And he comes out and he starts talking about how badass he is and how he can lead a fucking platoon. I fucking got up and I lost my shit because there were some people in this class who were like me that lost friends. There were, yeah. you know, people who have lost limbs and shit. Yeah. Who have lost eyes and shit and this dude is here trivializing everything so bro i lost my shit but it got to the point where i had to be escorted out i was so mad bro that i was like about a second away from fucking attacking him because you know when you get so mad that you can't get a fucking word out and shit it's like automatically the only option that's left to you at the moment is boom you know what i'm saying Sh fucking strike them down and shit I, i had to fucking leave bro yeah dude it's like um like i remember when we were pretty much like when when uh when 9-11 happened and we were fucking on the road to um fucking down i-5 to down fucking head down to pendleton fucking you know this was before we got there so pretty much 
there's one guy in front of us. He was like fresh out of boot camp. So he was right in front. This dumb fuck was not paying attention. Boom, boom, boom. Like a little fucking, just little fucking chain reaction of just cars just fucking hit each other from the back. So here, so all these civilians are driving past us. And they see all these Marines are getting out of their fucking vehicles, you know, in full camouflage. So they're looking at us like, the fuck just happened with these fucking Rudy, with these, I'm assuming they probably said soldiers. Do I need these soldiers? So here comes like, you know, the fucking, the company gunny. This motherfucker was cool dude. He was such an asshole. He was a funny guy. So he comes out and he was like, hey, are you assholes okay? Right? Yeah. They're like, Let's go. Get on your fucking vehicle. Let's get the fuck out of here. Now, I remember telling this story to like, a, you know, to just, you know, fucking uh, civilian people that I've worked with. They're like, wow, he, he wasn't all like consoling. I was like, nah, we don't console each other in the Marine Corps, man. That's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Especially if you're a fucking grunt. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. As long as you're okay, you can suck it the fuck up and continue. No, you're good. Bro, yeah, know what it is, bro. It's not, it's not that, that, you know, it seems like that. It seems like if we don't care about each other, man. But it's that we're so desensitized, right? And we have probably the darkest humor yeah. than anybody else <laughs> on the planet. And some of it is a fucking product of what we've gone through and what we've seen. And it could also be seen as maybe a coping thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, look at this shit, right? We did some uh, some cold weather training. We were riding our snowmobiles, right? So I'm fucking, I'm like my first time. And in the military, it's baptism by fire. You know, they'll give you a small block of instructions and then they'll be like, all right, do it. And then do <laughs> it and then do it a million times to billion times until you fucking get it yeah so these are the guys they've done this shit this was my first time i'm riding i'm in the back bro they're fucking gunning it they're laughing at me man they're fucking cracking jokes at me so on the way back down the fucking mountain bro i was like yo fuck these motherfuckers bro dude i kicked that shit bro i fucking passed them i turned around i flipped them like Fuck you, motherfucker. And they're like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I couldn't tell, but, you know, somebody started at the point, started to do this. I'm like, so I, I was like even louder, fuck you. Fuck. Bro, I turn around. I'm like, oh, fuck. Bro, I went off the side and I thought, shit, I'm about to plummet like, I don't know how many hundreds of feet to my death. But thank God. There was another bank of snow and shit, man. I fucking crashed land in the snow. My, my my fucking helmet cracks and shit, and I'm just laying there. Next thing you know, these dudes come, man. They fucking jump off their shit. They start to pick me up, bro. And the whole time that they're trying to save me and shit, bro, they're fucking cracking the fuck up, dying. They're fucking, like, <laughs> laughing their asses off, bro. Like, yeah. I'm here, bro. I could be dead. They're fucking cracking up. Yeah, but, you know, man, that's just it, man. You know, it's like everything I've fucking gone through, man, I, I, and, and I've gone through some shit, man, you know. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, these, I, I got some stories I would like to fucking share because at the end of the day, man, it's not about glorifying me 
or being like, look how badass I am. It's like, I want to let people know that no matter what you're fucking going through, bro, if you're going through hell, keep on going. Because, yo, at some point, there's going to be a fucking light at the end of the fucking tunnel. You know what I'm saying? But it's very hard for me to get offended. It's it's hard for me to feel, you know, bad. Not, you know, I do feel empathy, but there's some shit that I just cannot feel bad for, man. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, the fucking downside to it is that there might be a situation that you look around you and you see people feeling a certain way and you feel bad because, you know, your heart's not weighing down as much as everybody else's. You know, it almost makes you feel inhuman, but it's not because you do care. You know, you just show it a different way. You know what I mean? You know, um, it's, you know, it's, you know, like, it's pretty much, you know, like what you're saying. It's, you know, it's, um, you know, you see people that are, you know, going through some shit, you know, because they're not as, um, probably, you know, not as, you know, as mentally tough as you are, you know. And there's been times where, you know, where I had to check myself because I'm like, you know, I'm not in the core anymore. I can't talk to these people like I would somebody right. that's of lower rank, you know, because... You know, there is repercussions. These motherfuckers will call HR, file, you know, file a grievance against you or whatever. And I remember, you know, just recently, you know, I have a couple of teammates that kept whining and whining about, you know, and it got to my, you know, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you motherfuckers like this. You don't have to be here if you don't want to. If you feel uncomfortable, stay the fuck home. But guess what? You're not going to get paid. You got bills to pay. Guess what? You're going to be in debt. So if you don't want to be here, let me know. Get the fuck out of here. Stay the fuck home. I'll get some people in that want to work your hours and that's that. Are we good? They're that like fucking simple, yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, Garcia. I'm like, no, nah. I was like, I was like, I understand, but this shit's getting annoying. I was like, there's not one I was like, there's people out there that would, that would want to be that would give anything to be in your shoes to make money, to have that 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 peace of mind for the meantime, you know? And it's like, you know, and I had to check myself because not everybody was in the military. We can't call somebody did whatever the fuck and, and yeah. expect it to just be like, hey, cool. Or just fucking just take it as it is. There's people out there like, you know, it's like the new society, you know, the, the new society that we live in, in which they pretty much try to like shove everything down your throat. I remember somebody asked me like, hey, so what do you think about female infantry? I started, I mean, I started laughing my fucking balls off. And I'm like, what's so funny? I was like, this is the reason it's not gonna work. They're like, when you become, when you become a POW, you're pretty much. They tell you under the Geneva Convention, like, okay, you're only authorized to give your name, rank, social. That's out. Whatever else happens, it's gonna happen. It's fucked up. That's just the way it is. If you're a female, they can do more shit to you than they can do to a man. You know, because certain things. Yeah, I I don't mean to cut you off, but there's a lot of people, you know, and they don't get it. And there's a thing a lot of people know of it, but they don't know what's actually going on. The Geneva Conventions sort of like sort of like rules, right? Yeah. Rules of war, rules of fucking engagement and shit and all that, you know, but what they don't get is man, what what they don't understand, all these fucking equal opportunity people and all these uh feminist sympathizers and all that and, and i have nothing against the fucking feminist movement i, I think it's great but you, you got the ultra 
feminists that yeah. that just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And the Geneva Conventions, there's only like a handful of nations that actually respect that shit, that actually mm-hmm. follow that shit. And even though there are some bad apples that break those rules, we actually enforce laws and judgment against them. Yeah. Where you got other nations that, bro, they'll take the Geneva Conventions and, and they'll wipe their asses with it. So these women, man, you know, it's like they don't get it, man. And the ones that think that they do get it. No, actually, the ones that, that, that do get it, it's like they need to save face. They can't break their fucking character, bro. They're like, well, you know, I can do anything a fucking man can. So I can go to war. And if I get killed, I get killed. If I get raped, I get raped. I'm like, are you listening to yourself, you stupid bitch? You know, yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking nuts, you know? And then, you know, yeah, you were talking about that. Uh, women in the infantry, women in the SEALs, women in special ops and fucking general and shit. Uh, you know, there's, dude, we can dedicate a whole show to that shit, to why, oh, yeah. to why it's not a fucking effective um, it just won't work. Yeah. But when I was at first group, there might have been someone in the office somewhere, you know, you know, as, as an admin maybe. But I, I never saw them at a, at a range or at a fucking kill house and shit or, you know, or going forward and shit. Yeah. I want to go into some emails here, man. I, oh, yeah, I it's got, getting, it's going. <laughs> I got some emails here and I got some here that are actually directed to you, man, you know. Oh, yeah. All right. So we got here an email. So, guys, you know, if you want to send an email, you want to share an opinion, you want to suggest a topic, you want to tell me how good I am or or how bad I am at, at this shit, how much I fucking suck, you can do that by sending an email to rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. Again, rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. And... Uh, let me know where it is that you are sending me the email from. You know, I want to know. All right, so this one comes from somebody called Andrew Epting. Epting. <laughs> yes, Epting, yeah. <laughs> okay, you know him? Oh, yeah, man. I, I used to work with the guy. I tried to mentor that young man. A young but, man? Okay. A that's a young man. He's a, you know, he's a... Hey, hey, that guy has, you know, he's racked up in a, a very impressive handgun collection, I must say. Oh. Yeah. Andrew, <laughs> I don't know you, but just based on that, I already like you. Plus, you also share a first name with my oldest son. So, you are cool in my book. So, here we go. Hey, Garcia, what made you get into the core? Why was the most, what was well, it says here, why was the most favorite assignment you had or favorite memory from the core? Okay, so I, I guess he's saying what was. So so let's go first, man. What what made you get into the core, man? Shit, man. I mean, fuck. I mean, they would do pretty much when I used to see these movies, whatever, the commercial with the Marine slaying the dragon or whatever the fuck. I was like, you know what, man? If I'm going to join the military and I want to be the fucking best, I'm going to be a Marine. That mm-hmm. was it. Uh, yeah, bro. When I was in kindergarten, I set my my sights on becoming an astronaut. Once I started getting into GI Joe, and I saw Rambo, and I started seeing Rambo. fucking Chuck Norris, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger films. Commando. 
all that shit. I'm like, yo, fuck <laughs> this shit, bro. I, I want to be a soldier, a Marine, something, man. Bro, and I changed. I said at one point, I want to be a soldier. Ah, you know what, man? I want to go to the Corps. Navy SEAL came out. I'm like, yo, I want to do that shit. No disrespect to the SEALs, but... Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. Anyways. Fuck yes. I kid, man. I kid, man. You fucking guys are awesome, man. Anyways. Yeah, those guys are <laughs> Daisy Dukes, man. They kick ass. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Why? Okay, so so that's why you joined the course. So what was your most favorite assignment and your most favorite memory from the core? Mm. Well, pretty much, I mean, it was just going on deployment, man. My first deployment was to Sydney. And I remember, like, a lot of the uh, salty Marines, I mean, the veteran Marines and shit with those salted-ass-looking faded camis and shit, the uh, woodland camos, I never fuck with that digital bullshit. You know, those guys are like, hey, watch Garcia, we, we talk in Sydney. Pussy's going to be everywhere. God damn it, you're going to love it. So I was like, yeah, these motherfuckers are lying. So we got to this. You see, I'm like, holy shit, man, these are some beautiful fucking women. These Australian broads are fucking bad as fuck. You know, I was like, you know what I mean? For going on deployment, didn't matter. If, when it was non-war related, it was dope as fuck. When it was war, oh, hell yeah. pretty much fucking, you know, business as usual. You go down there. You know, so, you know, pretty much it was just, you know, I mean, as far as an, a specific assignment goes, you know, it's like I said, you know, like the Marine Corps is a fucking brotherhood. And this is real fucking shit. I met fucking World War II vets, Korea. Hey, shouts out to them, the Forgotten War. Fucking um, yep. Nam, Gulf War, whatever. And you meet them. These guys can be way older than you but you share that common bond as a marine as a fellow you know hey that's my brother i have your back you don't even know this motherfucker but him being a marine you know you have each other's back so it's like it's not a specific assignment but it's just that camaraderie that's never gonna die yeah yes sir bro i couldn't tell you what my favorite uh assignment was or memory because bro Matter of fact, man, I'm actually, oh shit, dude, this shit's been taking forever. I'm talking about years, bro. I've been at this for years and I haven't even finished the first fucking chapter, bro. I'm actually in the process of writing a fucking book. And I got stories, bro, to tell. And I don't know, man. I, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, man. But shit, dude, uh, you know, if there's one thing I fucking miss from the military aside from shooting guns jumping out of planes and shit bro is the fucking traveling bro you know man you yeah. gain you gain such an, a fucking appreciation for like culture bro you know culture yeah. if you have if you have an open mind you know cuz you know man there's some people who are just fucking dumb ignorant motherfuckers bro and oh yeah yo if you get a chance to fucking travel you don't even have to be in the military but if you get a chance to fucking travel and go somewhere you've never gone or go somewhere where you know a lot of people you know can't can't go yo it, it's it's just you got to get the feel of everything the food the language the fucking you know the fucking culture man everything man you know do it but, yeah. all right so we got another one here from Wait a minute. From the same guy. And oh, oh, okay. This one's titled Podcast Question Part Two. Again, from our friend Andrew Epting, aka L2G. Yeah, what that's is a, that? All right. So, this dude, that's a yoke 
He's a young motherfucker, man. This guy's buff. So, so when he came in for he's a uh, he's a lefty. Now you and I, you know, we're fans of Donnie Brasco. You know, we're oh, yeah. you know, that whole shit. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna call this motherfucker Lefty Two Guns. Nice. So the, so the only one that understood that was this other dude. That's that knows like he starts laughing. He's like, oh, that fucking Garcia always that with the nicknames because I give people a lot of nicknames and shit. So I'm like, you know what, Ethine? I was like, your last name is kind of hard to pronounce, just like my first name. I was like, fucking, you're Lefty Two Guns. So for sure, it's L2Gs. So there we go. That's Lefty Two Guns. That's awesome, man. What were your number five most inspiring and thrilling moments of your career in the core? Would you ever think of going back in the core to this day? So yeah, Mm -hmm. man. So what what are your number five? I mean... Shit, I mean, you know, since I was such a motivating, hard charger, (laughs) I mean, to be honest, you know, when I was, like, when I was getting close to, like, Pretty, pretty much finishing out my reserve duty. They're like, you know, they were trying to, of course, uh, get me to reenlist. Like, hey, if you reenlist, you know, there's a, you know, there's a great possibility that you might fucking that become staff NCO. Like, the only reason it took me a while because Green Corps it's hard to pick up rank too. Because when I was young, me and a couple of friends fucked up, so we ended up in the brig, like the greatest Marine ever, Chesty Puller. And you know, like I have no, no shame in admitting that I did my time. I got I got my ass squared away. I was a young knucklehead, but as far as like five favorite moments, I mean, pretty much you know people might think it's kind of kind of sick in the head, whatever. But when you know when nine eleven happened, of course, and we got activated, uh, we were pretty much fucking part of OE fucking OEF one Operation Enduring Freedom. All right, that's pretty much like what launched the whole fucking Afghani campaign and shit. So, you know, before that, when we were coastside or fucking stateside at Pendleton, we were pretty much, uh, we were part of a QRF, you know? So, you know, fucking, so we were pretty much, in case something jumped off in the West Coast, we were ready to go. Because we saw some shit that can be disclosed. Right, you know, yes. You know oh, how yeah. that goes. Oh, so yeah. it's like, like, hey, you guys are just like, your squad, it's QRF for tonight, ready to go. So we're you know, like, and that's the one thing about the military. You know, you probably know this. Sometimes the respect you have for your higher ups is not even because you respect, like really respect them, but you respect the rank and not the man. Right. And that's the one thing, yeah. you know, when I had guys under me, you know, I wanted them to respect me as a man, not be like, well, you know, he's my superior, so I'm obligated yeah. to do so. So, I mean, pretty much, you know, there's no, a lot of my, pretty much just being part of QRF, fucking, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the top things because it's, you know, it's an honor that they trust you and a bunch of knucklehead Marines to pretty much go out there and fucking get shit done, stand down range in case shit gets, you know, needs to happen. Probably one of my, my top memory was when I was going through boot. And they were like, if you guys win the initial drill, okay, because drilling was big in the fucking Marine Corps. I, I, you know, I was a guide, the platoon guide, for about two days. I fucked up on the drill movement. So they demoted my ass to whiskey lock the recruit, all right? So we're going through this whole shit. We win it. We're like, okay, You're like, oh, you sons of bitches are lucky. You're actually going to go and get some libo, and we're going to go to old Jack Murphy Stadium where the Padres used to play all right, so you got a bunch of fucking boot motherfucking Marines. We're, I mean, our marching was 
on point because we didn't want to embarrass ourselves in front of a bunch of nasty civilians. So we're going in to win the upper fucking deck, and the Padres are playing the Reds. All right? So they go through the whole, you know, we're right just sitting down. as me and this, and this dude. He was from the Bronx. Fucking, he migrated to Texas from the Bronx. You know, he had that accent, whatever. So he and I were talking. His name was Gonzalez. There we go. So one little-ass kid comes up to us. And I'm like, what the fuck does this kid want, man? And he was like, thank you, sir. Thank you for protecting our freedom. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's when it hit me. And then his grandfather comes along. And he's a World War II vet. So he's like shaking our hands. And he's like, he's like, I know you guys are recruits. You're not Marines. But hey, thank you. Appreciate it. I was like, wow, that's some fucking shit. Yeah, bro. So I'm like, okay. And then like, you know, fucking the national anthem gets played. We're boom. Cock live yeah. ready, man. And then the Marine Corps is him. That plays. <laughs> and... Every fucking body, including the players, fucking saluted us. And that's some dope shit. That's like Dude, the type of shit wow. that no one can relate to. And I'm like, that's why I like my top memory of being a fucking ring right there. Hell yeah. You know what, man? I've I've always been I I was never quite comfortable dealing with you know uh when somebody would come and show appreciation i can't remember my most memorable moment but i remember when i graduated from fucking jump school man and you know it was in in georgia you know we would have yeah. navy guys guys who were gonna go to become seals marines yeah not everybody had family there in georgia or that would be able to travel there to the graduation to pin your wings on you so you know they would have on fucking standby like fucking people who were in nam people that were in world war ii man and you know what bro as badass as we think we are yo you you think about what these motherfuckers went through you know the harsh climate during World War II that some of these guys went through. And when you look at what they had as snivel gear, it's like a fucking a button down compared to the Cortexes, the fucking bear suits and all that yeah. shit that we got, you know? So it's like, yo, these are some, these are the real badasses, bro. You know? And of course, you know, the shit that Vietnam vets dealt with when they came home, fuck, dude. Yeah. Yo, we have it so goddamn good. So one of my most favorite memories was that, I think, uh, when um, I had an old vet pin my uh, my wings on my chest, bro, you know? Yeah. Let's see, man. So I got two more emails here. So I didn't do a show last week, but I'm going to read this email. I don't know if you've listened to, a, to the first two or so episodes oh, yeah. that I did. Oh, yeah. I picked on Alyssa Milano. <laughs> a little bit so i got oh, an yeah, email yeah. yeah i got a i got an email about that all right this one is from linda b me and it goes leave Alyssa milano alone she hasn't done anything to you to deserve the hateful ire she's incurred you're just showing how insecure you are of a strong beautiful successful and intelligent woman who stands up for what's right Maybe you're in love with her, or she reminds you of someone who wouldn't give you the time of day. For someone who, <laughs> yeah. for someone who has a wife and daughter at home, 
you should have more respect. But then again, you support that sexist pig Trump, so it makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. You know, man, it, it, isn't it funny how it falls back on fucking Trump? Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck, I got hemorrhoids, goddamn Trump, you know? It's his fault. Yeah. Okay, anyways, um, Linda, what you need to to understand is that this is an opinion show, okay? I give my opinion on what I see. I call things as I see them. Maybe I'm wrong, okay? But when I see her and I feel that she's being a fucking hypocrite, when she's being fake, I'm going to call her out on that shit, okay? Yeah. Um, I'm here to give my fucking opinion on everything, you know, that I see going on in the world, you know, including the actions of these celebrities who, you know, can't stop putting their fucking feet in their mouths, you know, um, yeah. you know, but she wants to talk about her being a, a beautiful, strong woman or something that stands up for what's right. Again, she's a fucking hypocrite. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, where was she all those years, you know? People like her, people like Oprah and shit, you know, all these other celebrities, you know, look, man, my fucking opinion of the Me Too movement is this, okay? I feel that it's a legitimate and noble cause that has been hijacked by a bunch of fucking celebrities mm -hmm. that are either has-beens and want to stay in the limelight and... You know, celebrities who want to push a political agenda because yeah. for some reason they are the moral compass of society. Oh, yeah. These fucking, these fucking hypocrite coke addicts, these yeah. fucking assholes that want to talk shit about, about gun control, but yet they go in movies and they, they play some badass dude that, that, that takes out an army of bad guys with the guns. So it's like, you know, if you're going to be, against guns if you're gonna be for gun control why don't you make a movie where you don't use a, a fucking gun to take down a fucking bad guy oh i'll tell you why because you fucking can't because not everybody fights fair and sometimes you fucking you know a fucking gun can in fact save the fucking day you know yeah. and you know she brings up my my uh wife and daughter let's listen first of all my wife's a fucking queen. She's a strong woman who has a, a great head on her shoulder. All right. She doesn't crumble up and she she doesn't blame the fucking world for her fucking problems or for how much money she makes. Okay. And my daughter, my four-year-old daughter has more fucking intelligence and common sense and one finger than you and Alyssa Milano put together. So anyways, I hope you fucking keep listening. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking so stupid, bro. Anyways. Uh, and our next email comes from, um, yeah, this one here. I, I, I picked this one up because I felt it was one that you would probably appreciate. All right. Yeah, this, uh, this one comes from Pete the Meat. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's if he actually has a, a big dick or if he's trying to fucking compensate, I don't know. But Pete the hey, Meat. You never know. Pete the Meat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, maybe he's a butcher, you know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah he probably is, man. <laughs> yeah. So get this, man. All right. You're just a wannabe Joe Rogan, but you're a Mexican ass. And we talked about that er earlier. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you're just a wannabe Joe Rogan, but your Mexican ass is more like that phony-ass Carlos Mencia. You don't know what you're talking about, and I can barely understand a single word you're saying. Either learn English or press to and do your show in Spanish. Bro, I want to applaud you because that last line was almost fucking witty, but not really. Yes. All right? <laughs> I mean, bro. <laughs> I Listen, mean, this man. dude... <laughs> I mean, if if your fucking handle wasn't Pete the Meat, you, you might might get a little bit of respect. But first of all, <laughs> come on, dude, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, that motherfucker, he fucking sold out. He's not what he used to be. Second of all, man, not every fucking swinging dick out there that speaks the fucking Spanish is Mexican. You know, we're a group of a lot of beautiful, dope ass people. You know, Indeed. so come on, Pete the Me. Hey, man, go fuck yourself, Pete the Me. Yeah, bro. Fuck out of here, man. Either learn English or press two and do your show in Spanish. Listen, bro, if you want, I can do it in, in, in Spanish. I could do it in Greek. I could do it in German. I can do it in, you know, a few other languages that I picked up in my time in, in the army. You know, maybe you should have joined the fucking army or the Marine Corps so that you could travel and learn shit about the fucking world, appreciate people and cultures but you probably live in some inbred town fucking of probably like 30 and shit you know i don't know dude and and you know what first of all bro thank you for fucking mentioning me and joe rogan in the same sentence but i don't know if you can tell i mean you know comparing my show to his don't insult joe rogan like that bro okay i mean <laughs> if i was half as good as, as he was at doing this man i would be on Top of the world. Um, hey, Joe Rogan, that motherfucker is in tip-top shape, and he has a beautiful sidekick. He taught GSP how to throw that sidekick, man. Yeah, man. He, he's a legit badass. Uh, yeah, bro. Not everybody who speaks Spanish is Mexican. Uh, I don't even think Carlos Mencia is. Oh, he is, man. That motherfucker's half Mexican, I think, Honduran. But he only thought... comes his Mexican side. Oh, oh yeah? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't somewhere... stand that motherfucker, man. I heard somewhere that he was Honduran and German or some shit. Man, you know, Who knows, everybody's bro? on that. You know, all these assholes are on some Ancestry.com, 23andMe.com <laughs> shit. So, now, here's some Spanglish for Joe the Meat. See, uh, this was a quote of the day back, way back. Don't beat him on my huevo. That's it. <laughs> he is one. A big one. <laughs> yes. He likes some big Bouncing off of his fucking chin and shit, you know? Yes. Yeah. I want to do a show, man. I want to do a whole show dedicated to that topic, man. The, the racism. Because, yo, I'm sorry to say it, man. But I find racism to be, uh, you know, th there's no need for it, you know? But mm -hmm. there's, I feel that there are levels to it. You see a, a lot of people walking around, you know, morally posturing, talking about against racism. Motherfucker, everybody to, to some level, some extent, is guilty of it in some shape yeah. or form, man. You know, man. Yeah. I mean, bro, you got you you got people who who portray racist feelings and thoughts or actions against their own kind. Yeah. I find it funny how how we got people crying about racism. And le and l listen, man, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It exists and it's ugly. It's ignorant. But you know, when, when you got Black millionaires and billionaires, you got 
Latino, you got Asians, you got people from all walks of life making it. Listen, bro, what somebody thinks about the color of your skin or, or my skin or my culture is none of my business. It becomes my business when somebody takes action. Yeah. You know, I, I could give a fuck. I, bro, you know what, man? You can hate me. You can hate people like me inside of you, but I, I could care less about that shit. But on that note, brother, I want to thank you, man, for, for taking time to come on the show shooting the shit with me man i always love talking to my brothers in arms swapping stories and all that um anything you want to let everybody know you got anything going on any uh social media or something you, you want them to follow well, shit i mean if you're not one of these like perverts that keeps hitting me up fucking with requests you can follow me on instagram with a g41503 wait a minute Wait a minute, bro. That's why you fucking turned down my fucking friend request like fucking 20 times and shit? <laughs> my bad, bro. I was like, remember the fuck is this guy, man? Trying to be the fucking uh, some Gates of Fire type shit, man. <laughs> hey, speak of that, hey that was, that's a grunt must-have is Gates of Fire. Gates of that fire, shit, man. you know, the fucking the Battle of Thermopylae, some dope-ass oh. shit, man. You know, that warrior ethos, but... Yeah, you know, fucking if you guys want to follow a hard charging, cool ass dude from San Francisco, follow me on Instagram at G4150351. 415 San Francisco area code 0351 was my primary Marine Corps MOS. There you go. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking now some time to listen to some two crazy motherfuckers ramble on about military <laughs> life and other shit. Again, guys, you can catch this show on just about every podcasting platform on YouTube. Uh, the channel is Handsome Reaper TV. Subscribe, hit the notification, like, share the shit out of it. Facebook, Rational Rage, like the page. And that's it, guys. You know, it's some crazy times. Stay alert, stay alive. Rational Rage over and out.